I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hey, Kate. Hi. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime. Feel free to come down to the basement. I always Anyway, do. a non-creepy basement. We are in a non, you know, you don't want to come down to the basement. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not creepy down here. It's, we have a pretty great basement. It looks like a bomb went off in it right now because... Yeah. Well, sometimes it does, but also no, right now we are home with our children and no childcare and running our business and just, you know, I, I yeah. trying to make it through the day. Basically, I did. I, did uh, I just did an Instagram story and I said, since everyone's doing Instagram lives now, I decided I want to do my own. So tomorrow at three o'clock, th- this will be passed once the recording of this comes out. We are going to meet on Instagram. And the only thing we're going to do on Instagram is complain about our children. That sounds very therapeutic. <laughs> that's, that's it. So I, I don't actually know if I'm going to show up for that, but we'll see if anybody wants to do it. I, yes. I cannot believe the number of people going live. And it's I crazy. vacillate between like, <laughs> you know, being like, oh my God, just stop. <laughs> like just freaking relax. And then feeling like, okay, do whatever you want. Um, But then also occasionally being triggered and thinking like, I should be doing that. But I'm like, oh my God, we are, I shared uh, on Instagram, I think a few days ago that, you know, of course, different people have different permutations of situations in this time. I have friends who still have childcare, whether they had somebody who lives with them or whether they have a nanny who's still coming because you know they live by themselves yeah, and all situations and that or like or my other friend has a in-home daycare where her daughter just goes to this one woman's house with this other daughter you know different situations and p.s daycare centers are deemed essential services so you know yeah they might curious. still be open in your they might place still be open living. anyway you might live in the midwest where things like so, trickle a little slower over yeah. there than So, like, it may be that, you know, our situation isn't your situation, but here's our situation. Our situation is we have no childcare and we run a company. And also one of our main players in our company also has two small children, almost the exact same age as our children home. And so she's really not able to work much. She's doing great, but because her husband works in the banking industry and is like taking care of 7,000 small business clients right now. Yeah, we, and then we talked about her last time. We did. And then, and then um, our person who's been with us the longest today was her last day as we're recording this. So anyway, all of that to say, if you are home and trying to work at the same time as parent, and then like, God forbid, you're also supposed to be homeschooling. I just want you to know that's impossible. And like, I don't even think we need to lower our expectations of ourselves. I think we have to have zero (laughs) expectations of ourselves. And anyway, we're going to talk today. We're going to do a review in a minute, but we're going to talk today about how we're navigating this moment logistically, because you know, I love to talk scheduling logistics and how we're maintaining our sanity and also how we're asking for help during this time, because that question came up from somebody. She said, I've been was doing such a great job getting better at asking for help. And then this whole quarantine thing happened and I'm backsliding. Do you have any tips? And I was like, you know, that's actually a great question for yeah. the podcast. Should we also maybe, cause you got some people that wrote to you about, they really, they want to know what we think is actually going on during this time. I don't know if we want to give some of our, I would be happy to do that. If I did a little more research and had some references to Got share. Yeah. I just don't feel like it's responsible to just sort of like share what we think without being able to point some folks in another direction. But I will say one thing that I think we all need to be paying attention to. And I have a reference for you, which is 
I think there's a dual thing. There's so many different. I love this. Let's not talk about it. Let's but get some more references. Say this one but thing. wait one second. I have one <laughs> I thing. I did get a bunch of people writing in being like, wait, you can't just say on your podcast, you have theories about what's going on. Are you going to talk about that? Are we going to talk I'm about like, the internet going out? Oh, geez. Well, honey, if the internet goes out the day that the conspiracy theorists think the internet is going out. This podcast is not going out, my well, friend. Well, I know. Well, it'll come out later. It'll just come out after the internet comes back on. Well, <laughs> if it in fact happened, as predicted by certain folks on the internet, that the internet goes out April 1st through 10th, then you might be listening to this after that time yeah. and it happened. Or so maybe we're recording it didn't this happen. on 331. So we're marking We're our recording date. this on 331, but it goes live if we have internet on. Oh my God on april 7th guess what today's the day that the do less paperback comes out wow maybe if the internet's out then <laughs> if we'll the, delay it we have no control over that obviously <laughs> we're super dialed into our promotional calendar right now <laughs> and and really are doing an excellent job with the with the promotion of this paperback but like that's such a great example right we had this paperback release planned and I did a rewrite of the book. I would say like 25% of the book is different, but it's like new data and new stories and new examples. The meat of the chapters themselves, like the point of the book is not different, if that makes sense. So just I have had some people being like, should I buy a new copy? And I mean, of course, as an author, I would love for you to buy a new copy and get the paperback. It does have a new subtitle and also about 20 to 25% of the, you know, the the meat is different as well. But at the same time, if you have a previous version of Do Less, there's not like new experiments or like whole brand new concepts in it. So anyway, that's happening today. If, you know what, if the internet goes down for 10 days <laughs> um, and there's really this like big hullabaloo happening as some folks conspiracy theorists are predicting like i don't know that amazon will be delivering the books on no that's what i mean like all this stuff is you have to go maybe to your local bookstore i can't say really that i believe that particular theory i do actually just want to be clear like i'm not sure that i believe in that one well it doesn't matter by the if by the time this comes out we're either in the middle of yeah april 1st to the 10th or it comes out April, you know. No, but 11th. I just want to be clear. There are things that I really think are happening right now. Yes. And there are things that I'm really not sure. That whole conspiracy theory about the takeover and like something. Go- I don't I don't know about that. one. I will tell you what I feel quite sure is happening regardless of the coronavirus. And that is rolling out 5G Internet around the planet. One thing, and I am concerned about our safety when it comes to 5G. I am concerned about our safety when it comes to all Wi-Fi, actually. And we could do, let's do a whole episode on this with an expert. Do you mind writing that down, honey? Um, I don't need to write that. We're not going to forget that. We're not going to forget that. That's true. But it is really important to know, and I will include a reference in the show notes on this one. Wi-Fi is as dangerous for you as smoking. Like, it is bad the way it scrambles our cells. And the 3G, do we have 3G in our house? Is that like what that is? I don't know. I don't know either. But I do know that 5G is way more powerful and it is linked with flu-like symptoms and all kinds of things. So I will put some references in the show notes for you, but I recommend checking out Zach Bush, MD. His resources are really interesting. He shared about the coronavirus connected to places where they were rolling out 5G and also places where glyphosates are the most prevalent in the food sources. And you can kind of look at the map of the hotspots of coronavirus and how they actually are in alignment with the hotspots of places where 5G was rolled out first and places that have the most prevalence of glyphosates, which are toxic substances in food from Monsanto and Roundup. And there's so much more we could say about 5G and glyphosates, but I do think that it is possible that those things have aggravated the problem with coronavirus. I can't certainly say they caused it, 
but I think that there may be a connection and I think it's worth us paying attention to. I just, you brought up something. We were talking about this the other night and you just said we are, what'd you say? Like we're electrical. We're electrical beings. We're electrical beings. And so a lot of people will be like, well, there's nothing going on with 5G. There's nothing this, there's not right in like Wi-Fi, and there's nothing affecting you and get over it, the whole thing. But it's like that's sending out electrical currents. That's how an EKG works. In the air, like in your house or in schools or wherever we're at. And so it definitely has an effect on us somehow, some way. Electricity right? has an effect on yes. us. Wi-Fi, radiation signals, all of it. It is so major. And of course, then you might say, well, why are uh, we not hearing about the dangers of this? Because the money. freaking telecommunications industry is responsible for what information you get access to. Obviously, they're not going to make widely yeah. available all the data on the problems from radiation and all of the issues with Wi-Fi and all the devices. And there's there's so many interesting reports of like... <laughs> Silicon Valley executives being like, oh, I'm not giving my kid a phone. You know, the very people who like make this little crack yes. juice that sits in our pockets are like, oh, hell no, I'm not giving that kid, my kid a phone because it's toxic, you know, for multiple reasons. Right. Anyway, so that's like a whole other thing. But um, I mean, you there's ex executives from Facebook that have left and be like, my kid's never going to be on Facebook. You know, it's just like because yes. they see what goes on. But anyway. I think that when it comes to the coronavirus and everything in the world, just like we were talking about when it comes to body autonomy, you need to think below the layers of what mainstream media is feeding you and ask, what are other possibilities that might be going on here? And a great quote from Glennon Doyle's new book, Untamed. If you have not gotten that book, get yourself a copy. Incredible, incredible. Also particularly timely for this moment, even though she doesn't certainly talk about coronavirus. And she has us ask the question, who is benefiting from me believing this? So when we're looking at our beliefs and what thought systems we've bought into, Asking the question, who benefits from me believing this is so powerful. So whatever it is that you think or don't think about what's going on with coronavirus, ask who is benefiting from you thinking a certain way that perhaps is the main cultural way that folks mostly are thinking about this or that they at least are talking about on the mainstream media. Okay. But we also know that people are being sick. For sure. And people are dying from this and it's yes. affecting families and it's affecting funerals of like seeing loved ones pass away. So we do, I just want to bring up the oh, other yes. side to this conversation as well. And all the people in the hospitals working endless hours just like around all of this as well, putting themselves in a situation that can you know, if they're working very long hours, which is what doctors and nurses do, it also affects their own immune system. So as they're around this, you know, maybe it's maybe, you know, a nurse locally or can just reach out to somebody to see if they need assistance or dinner made for their kids or something along those lines that can be helpful in people's lives during this time. Or if somebody we have somebody in our company, actually, whose uncle passed away a week ago. Right. And so they were trying to figure out from COVID. No. So just they just died during this time and they were like, well, we have to do a virtual funeral. Like we can't even hang out during this time. So there's a lot of things happening as we are aware because it's on the news. So we're just sending a lot of love during this time to everyone that's going through this as well. That knows someone or has somebody that's affected in this situation. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. So, should we get into our review and then talk about how we're parenting and working at the same time? Which yes. we're not. If you can't tell, Kate's feeling a lot better. Um, I am feeling a lot better. Yeah. This is a customer review from P.S. Ross. Um, nothing in common. Love you anyway. <laughs> this review is fantastic. <laughs> I love the Kate and Mike podcast, even though I am close to retirement. I don't have an online business and not an entrepreneur. Though I'm married to one and our two adult sons are, or probably fall into any of your demographics. Oh, well, 
I just love listening to you too. I feel like I'm hanging out with you while you record, but not in a creepy way. Blessings on you as you make your way. I'll keep listening. So thank you, P.S. Ross. Love it. You can drop me uh, if you're on Instagram or would like something special in the mail. You can email me at Mike J. Watts on Instagram or Mike at KateNorthrop.com with your mailing address and we'll drop something in the mail. Maybe something to enjoy when you're close to your retirement. We won't send you a business book. No. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. We love you and we appreciate you. Yeah. And we would love to give you a listener shout out. So head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We recently hopped categories on iTunes. This is a little bit of podcast minutia, but I think it's interesting. We were, our numbers have been climbing ever since the beginning of the year. Very exciting. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Make sure you've subscribed. Make sure you're sharing when you love an episode. It really does help. And we realized that in we were in the category of management in iTunes, which I was just like, we are super not a management <laughs> podcast. And when we looked, we really felt like the category that made much more sense was entrepreneurship. Right, honey? Yeah, that's what we decided. So we hopped categories. However, what we noticed is that now we weren't paying a whole lot of attention to this, to be perfectly honest. But then our Facebook ads manager started asking us about podcast rankings and all these things. We were like, I don't know. We don't really pay attention to that. So but we started paying attention. We noticed since we hopped categories into entrepreneurship, our rankings have gone down a little bit. So what we would love for you to do is share a review, leave us, you know, leave us a review Make sure you've subscribed. Make sure you're sharing the episodes that you love. Make sure you're telling your friends about it. And we would love to keep climbing up the charts there so that more people have access to the kind of unusual information that we share here. (laughs) Yeah, we are in... Unconventional life and business, we were thinking might be our new tagline. If you have thoughts on that, please, you know, send us a DM. Oh, I like that. We should do that. Yeah, Oh, you didn't know that was going to be it? No, That's like I knew. In the I knew, whole new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we talked about it. I just, uh, I haven't heard it said out loud like oh, that. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, in Canada, we are in the, we're number 41 in entrepreneurship. I'd Bre- love to get up to the top 30. Brene Brown is number one. She's crushing it. Well, I mean, Dude, Brene, go download Brene Brown's the podcast. She has taken over Joe Rogan from the top of the podcast. I think um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, who doesn't love Brene Brown? I mean, seriously. Okay. But we are we have not cracked the top 60 in the We United have States. been doing a lot of chatting. So let's get into our topic. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I am okay. here. Are, because are you I, on focus here? Are you I'm uh, focused. Okay. I would also like to possibly Great. watch an episode of Blackish after we record. Well, let's if go. You're, if you're game. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm in. I'm let's ready. go. Okay, so we're talking you, about how what are we doing? We are working with children at home. So we're just going to do a logistical deep dive because this question came up in origin. Shout out to Simran. This question came up in my DMs when I asked what people are struggling with. And I know other people are struggling with it. And P.S. I just want to say we're struggling with it because I think that trying to work while trying to parent at the same time is literally impossible. And so you're just struggling with being with our children. Yes. Oh, I'm struggling with that, too. (laughs) Mike is a much better parent than I am. He's much more patient. He has much more bandwidth. He's more fun. Yeah. So just now that we have that out of the way. Yeah. I just don't get so mad. I get so mad. Yeah. Especially at Penelope. I know. She and I have karma, man. So they're just trying to live. They're just trying to hang out with us. I know, honey. It's just, (laughs) listen, I... I'm not meant to be a stay-at-home mom, which is obvious. And I just like really like my time doing things that do not involve our kids. I have said this before and I will say it again. I find hanging out with our kids boring. Not all the time. Sometimes I find it magical and incredible and so fun especially when I'm hanging out with them with another adult present. But when I'm with them by myself, 
this will continue to be one of my biggest growth areas is being able to stay present with them and not want to just like pop out. It's very challenging for me. So if there are any other parents who are also finding this time with like way more time with your kids challenging, I feel you. I am with you. Major, major solidarity. So do you want to know how? Because I used to feel that way. Now I don't. What are you asking me if I want advice? I'm not. Nope. (laughs) I asked you if you would like to know how I don't feel that way anymore. I would. Yeah. I just I don't. I've changed my thought process. Like what you're talking, it's like the way that you just said that is put that to anything else in your life and you'd be like, well, you got to change your attitude around it, right? So for me, it's just like I kind of just let go of the expectation of what's supposed to happen when we hang out with them. And it's been a lot better. Does that make sense or no? It's just, it's like... I mean, I don't really have expectations of something that's supposed to happen. Yeah, but no, 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 that's, it's letting go of control. Like when I'm with the kids and that's when I find myself most frustrated with them is that when I want to try to control a situation and the reality is like, I don't have much control. So it's like, I just kind of let go of the experience. Like there's doing things together, which is fun, but also just letting go of what I think we should be doing or trying to check out in a way because the more i try to check out from being with them the harder it becomes it's true yeah so anyway Um, i know you don't want to hear anything from me so i'm not going to talk about it anymore but yeah let's dive into how we're working with our children at home yeah i mean so now that we've prefaced this with mike is way more patient with them and has way more bandwidth i think many will not be surprised to hear that he is being with the kids more and I am working more. And there's a couple of different reasons for that. We've already mentioned one of them. The other one is that in terms of what's required from a keeping everything going standpoint in our business, the customers who are currently paying us are paying us for programs that I deliver. So in terms of like, you know, the time spent on calls or whatever, a little more of that is falling with me, which means a little more of the childcare is falling with you. Now, I will say I was in and out of being really sick for two weeks at the very beginning of this quarantine situation. And so Mike was doing like all the everything. So I just want to say thank you for that. That was amazing. You're welcome. Yeah. So, you know, And what we're doing logistically is the night before, for the most part, the night before the next day, we're just looking at the, we have a shared Google calendar, which we've talked about before. Usually on regular weeks, we go through the whole calendar on Monday mornings, but because this whole COVID thing is kind of like a day-to-day situation, we're just talking about it the night before, for the most part. Did we look at the whole week as a whole this week? We did. A little bit. We talked through the whole thing, but not like our usual how we used to do that. So now we're just doing it the night before and saying like, so for example, tomorrow I have two podcast interviews that I'm on. And so we've just split up the day and Mike has an appointment in the morning. So I'm going to be with the kids from like eight to 12 and then he'll be with the kids from 12 to four. And we're just kind of splitting the day like that. And that has been working to some degree. I know it's working for me. I don't know how it's going for you. No, it it works fine. Like it's very flexible. So we have to be flexible during this time when it comes to childcare. So, or just like working and taking care of the kids. I mean, there's things about it that work and there's things about it that don't work just for all of us all the way around. But yeah, like what Kate said, it's like, what is our business responsibility and who has to take care of what needs to be, you know, who has to do what and who needs to take care of that. And so we just basically talk about that during this time. There's not, I mean, this is not really like, there's no one strategy fits all here. It just has to be, everybody has to have better communication during this time because we are at home. So we're also at home and we're also with the two kids and then we're also married. So we also have that dynamic that's taking place as a marriage and running a business together. So there's a lot of factors that take into play here and every you just have to up your communication game during this time. So it's like if I need more time to be by myself, I have to ask for it. 
you know, and I know this is kind of the next piece. Is this the next piece you want to dive into? Yeah. But well, just, I wanted to yeah, stay so, on the logistics yeah, first, yeah, yeah. but then so we'll go the, there logistical stuff of it is each night we're just preparing for tomorrow because every day we used to be able to map out the whole week because there was consistency now there's not consistency and we have no clue to how long this period is going to last uh the way it looks it's going to last a while you know honestly like this can go all the way through the summer into the summer so please don't say through the summer i know that that's possible but it's it's (laughs) like when when you say that, I just crumble. So anyway, the it's <laughs> anything is up in, like yeah, anything no is idea. possible right now. So if they're talking about this thing's going to peak in the United States towards the end of April, like that's the the fall off the like the down the other side of the curve is going to be it's going to be longer than we think. But the Galactic Federation says July, so we shall see. The Galactic Federation. I love that. Well, there was a channeling this woman does yeah. from the Galactic Federation, which are astral beings who are like Pleiadians or something. I, I don't know. It's, I don't a, it's so far out there. I don't quite is, understand. But it. I have to say when I listened to it, we can link it in the show notes. What yeah. the heck? This is like a very out there thing. When I listened to it, my whole body felt calm. And I was like, I'm going to go with that. Like, yeah, just go. With my body Federation. says yes. So I'm going with that, even though it's like out there but we refer to the galactic federation a lot now <laughs> yeah but raw said that a very similar thing to what the galactic federation maybe said. raw is part of the galactic i asked Federation. her today so <laughs> raw goddess was on our podcast previously i had a coaching session with her today and she was telling me almost identical to what the galactic federation actually are you part of the galactic federation what and did she say? she's like no these are just conversations that i have with god and i said great so she so, kind of is part of the Galactic Federation. Yeah, which is that's what I think I that's mean, why she's so good at her work. No, that's what I, like all of these things I've started to realize since I since I started reading Glennon's book and I just started working with Raw about what. So this is like what the work is happening here during the coronavirus. Like this is the work that we all are have the ability to do right now is exactly what she talked to me about today and what I'm reading about and understanding for in Glennon's work. This is what you already do when it comes to your writing. Like you're already have a connection with yourself that no one else can get in the way of, which is why it gives you the ability to sit down. And when you sit down to write, it just pours out of you in a way, or when you're speaking on stage, that's why you see certain people are, you know, if you think of anybody that is in your, like Brene Brown, we mentioned that her earlier, like she backs things up with statistics and data, but also she taps in with herself to see how am I com- communicating this into the world? And so that's why when she does her talks and the way that she delivers them, she is, she knows the information. Floyd Mayweather said something on Tim Ferriss's podcast, Triple H was being interviewed. He's a WWE, WWF wrestler. And he said, I went to visit Floyd Mayweather. He's a professional boxer, was undefeated, et cetera. And he's, he walked in like, I don't know, two hours before he was supposed to fight and Floyd's just sitting around. He's just hanging out in the locker room before he's supposed to fight with this giant match, right? And Triple H is like, well, I'll let you go. Get ready. And he goes, if I'm not ready now, there's nothing in the next two hours that's going to get me ready, so right? <laughs> so it's what I'm learning during this time is like, are we ready for a situation like this? Some of us are ready to shine, which is why we see so many Instagram story lives ready to go. And some of us need to retreat and actually like slow down, you know? And in this time, that's what like, I am really slowing down. Now, the thing with the parenting thing that you're sharing about is like, I'm available to slow down and it's like, cool. And it's great. But that's also, there's more to it than just that, right? There's more to it than our showing up as our parenting dynamic. But what Ra was talking about and like being in touch with God, it's just like, it's just like really slowing down and, che- and checking in with ourselves. And since I started, she one of my assignments to do artist, the artist way writing of three pages every morning. I read a book a while ago called Conversations with God by Neil Donald, Donald Walsh. Neil Donald Walsh. Neil Donald Walsh. And I was like, how, what is happening here? Like I'm wa- reading this book. I'm like, this dude, who's he talking to? He's talking to God. Who the heck is God? How's he doing all this? So it starts because my upbringing originally is like the Catholic church, right? The Catholic church is the God is some dude in the sky, right? And then all these other things. And so that's like the, for me was my understanding of the basis of who God was. 
So now I read Neil Donald. Now I'm in the, when I'm doing these morning pages in the morning and I start like I get stuck. I'm like halfway down a page and I'm like, I don't know what else to write about. Okay. Oh, my couch is purple. Great. All right. Yeah. Okay. Great. This, oh, it's raining outside. That sucks. You know, and it's like, that's where some of the writing goes. I'm like, this is going to take me forever to write three pages, like four hours. So I just start asking myself questions. And then I'm like, oh, this is me talking to God. Like, this is me talking to myself and getting in touch with that. So that's really what the Galactic Federation and what Raw was talking about. And just like, really, I mean, the Galactic Federation was talking about something bigger as a society and a culture and, you know, the world and humans and kind of what we're going through. But that was really what Raw was talking about when she was just like, yeah, I just, it's just me and God having these thoughts. Yeah. A lot of people talk to God. We all have that direct access. It's true. And we just have to practice and tune in and listen. So... Back to just like a couple of key pointers about working right now while parenting. The shared Google Calendar, the being really communicative, the looking through the schedule the night before. Because the other thing is I was sick and then Mike hasn't been feeling so great. So we're needing to check in the day before because we don't know how, you know, we don't know how you're going to feel, whatever. We don't know what's been what's going to be going on. And then... I am noticing that getting outside with the girls as much as possible Mm -hmm. is really helping. I just started getting back into exercising the last two days after being sick and basically in bed and not able to work out. So the exercising is really helping me. I'm exercising with the girls. They did yoga with me yesterday and then they did an outdoor workout with me today. It's simultaneously irritating and adorable. So I can't say it's like awesome or my favorite, but it is happening. (laughs) Um, And oh, another logistical thing, just because I know some of our listeners really like to just like hear exactly how it works with us. We have an office that Mike rents outside of the home that I've been going to or Mike's been going to because I found my office is right off of our kitchen and it is literally impossible for me to work at home because the girls like a I can hear them and b they just want to be in there with me so that I'm leaving for the most part to do work Mm -hmm. and the office is like less than five minutes away. That's really how we get a lot of things done because I've had an office outside of the house and we have a place to go because so many places are shut down. So people are like, where do I go? Yeah. And this office, just to be clear, is not a place where we're like in contact with other people. No, I have a door and you shut the door. One little. Yeah. 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 Um, It's usually one other guy on the floor shows up and yeah, uh, one of us usually. Usually. Everybody else is not there. Mm hmm. And then my mom has been available for like one or two hours here and there, maybe like once a week. So if we needed to record a podcast during the day or like we had a meeting that we needed to do, I have asked her for that little bit of support. It's I'm grateful for it. It doesn't make like a huge wild difference, but it is something and I'll and we'll take it. And then at 2.30 in the afternoons, my stepmom is FaceTiming with Penelope and reading her stories, which is really cool. I also call her my bonus mom. So that's like 30 minutes of entertainment for Penelope. Usually before this time, our girls don't watch TV during the week. But during this time, they're usually watching two shows a day, like one in the morning and one at night or a movie or both. So like or not at all. Yeah, or not at all. But for the most part, every day they're watching at least a show. And that's great. Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger. Or Molly of Denali. They're into Molly of Denali, which is a super cute show, by the way. And Vampirina. Vampirina. And then what else in terms of the logistics? Oh, and then Ruby still naps from like 1245, let's say to 230, 245. So we get a little break in there and Penelope does like 30, 45 minutes of quiet time. Although today, did she do longer? Sometimes she'll do longer. Yeah, today she did longer. She's really Um, into playing with... these dolls she's got some stuff going on so yeah i mean i don't you know we our kids are young right so i don't know what it's like to have older children at home and like with the homeschooling and the we're not really giving you advice we're just telling you how we're doing it right but just with this time as well it's just it's like having a little grace i think on ourselves and so where it's like there's it can be a lot of pressure to be like oh my kid's gonna fall behind you know if if they don't finish all the school like the first day you did, you decided to do homeschooling the first day, right? And then it was yeah. an organized, structured homeschooling. And then I did it one day. Well, and that was meaning it. circle time and we pulled an oracle card and read a story. It wasn't really <laughs> right. like 
a but you whole were like excited schedule. about it. You got it. I was excited so, because I think that I was trying to cling to something. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. And well, I just think there's a lot of, you know, there can be a lot of pressure on people right now to follow all these structures and program and make sure their kids don't fall behind. And if it's like the kids into it, I think it's something really good to do. But, you know, and I see a lot of posts about teachers and so much love for teachers and what they do, which I agree with as well. But just remember, parents, your kids treat you way harder than they treat any teacher going into a classroom. So I have lots of respect for teachers and in, in people's positions and jobs, just like doctors and you know, firefighters and all that stuff that go into these careers. But like your kids are, it's like they like act way different around us than they do sitting in a classroom with other people. Absolutely. The other thing that I wanted to say is from a business standpoint, because somebody also reached out and they were like, you say that you're doing way less in your company, but it looks like you're doing all of the same things. And I just want to share that like what we are actually doing because for better or for worse, we do compare ourselves to people on the internet who we don't know. So for <laughs> in the interest of transparency, I want to share that we are continuing to do our podcast. Obviously you are listening to that. And that's a commitment we have because, you know, we think about the different layers of ways we can support people and we can support anybody who has access to a podcast listening to an internet connection through this podcast. So this is our commitment to show up every week in some way, shape, or form. And then I am also continuing with social media to some degree, but giving myself permission to just like not do it if I don't feel like it for the most part. And then also we are continuing with our origin membership and really showing up for those ladies. That's why we created the pivot for April, because we know that these are uncertain times and we know as business owners, it's it's hard to be like, should I be selling right now? What about that launch I had planned? Like I was about to start a whole new business. What, you know, la, 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 la. and so we're guiding our women through this six steps of the pivot, which we talked about two episodes ago, and then supporting the incubator members are higher level program. And then our mastermind members are even higher level program. And just making sure that they have the resources, the support, the community, the strategies, all of the things that they need. So those are basically the four things that we're doing. I am showing up to podcast episodes. I had already said yes to, but I'm saying yes to basically nothing further because again, like we have no childcare. So if I'm scheduling a ton of interviews, it's, like it just doesn't feel like the what I want to be doing with my time right now. Not that I'm not grateful to be asked, but I just can't be doing like a ton of interviews because we're also, you know, I really want to show up for our customers first and foremost. And yes, I have a million ideas and all these different things that I want to be doing, but there's just not the bandwidth to do it. So we're not doing it. And that sometimes feels really good and sometimes feels really painful. And I go back and forth. Um, and Mike has to listen to me sort of grapple with like, oh my God, I'm crawling out of my skin or, oh, I love this space. Now I want the internet to shut down because I love doing less. And then the next day I'm like, oh my God, like I <laughs> plan this whole thing and it's driving me nuts that I know we can't do it. So all of those things are true from moment to moment. It's different, but that's kind of like the actuals of what we are doing. Do they miss anything? I don't think so. Okay. No, the main thing is that there's a blog that goes on on Wednesday. There's a podcast that goes on on Tuesday and those things. And then there's origin content that happens throughout the month. Those things are still happening. And the incubator and the yeah. mastermind. Now, we also realize like we have many team members who have children at home too. And so their work structure and work life has also changed from a logistical perspective. So, I mean, honestly, the way I look at the month of April is a it's still maintaining what we're doing. We're kind of looking at how things will start. We're going to have this month is going to be very revealing of like what this looks like moving forward. So the first two to three weeks of what we're going through was like a shock to everybody's system. And it's like, this is so fun and we're home. And then it's Who's like saying that some people might be, uh, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> you know, this is really hard and holy crap, like what's going on. And I'm all going to like, everybody's going to die from the coronavirus. Like, you know, you go through all these 
stages that we're experiencing. And now we're, we're moving into a place as you're listening to this the first week in April, but we're moving into a place where it's like, this is a reality. Okay. This is the new life. We're switching. What does this look like? Like there's a lot of people during the month of April, their careers and jobs could change from what they currently went through previously. And just like the kind of a new reality outlook is happening and what that looks like is still unfolding. So the month of April is still a transition big time. And this really is the transition month because this can set us up as long as we are slowing down in a way, if we have that space and, and the privilege to be able to do that, because things will start to kind of unfold for what this future looks like. And some of your businesses listening and might be thriving right now. You we right? do have people like, in There's our people that are thriving. If you work at Zoom, you know, you are working a ton, right? Or whatever. I don't know. We have really another know. client who has a meal delivery service. Yeah. Her revenue tripled. Yeah. So you just don't know people's situations. And if your business is thriving, this is also a good place to not, you don't have to feel to me, not feeling guilty about what we're experiencing and what you're going through, why other people are being laid off and businesses are closed. It's okay to have a business that's being very successful right now, you know? And I think it's a place that to also be, have gratitude for what you've created for yourself. And it, what, if you're at a job that's in the same situation and what that looks like is also having a little bit of gratitude to be like, okay, well, this is fantastic, you know, for what I'm doing. And you know, it's like just showing up the best support, you know, like even our Abby that works with us and her husband, Sean, like he is helping 7,500. He has 7,500 businesses basically in their banks that they have loans with or et cetera. And he has to work with all of those business owners to hopefully, so they don't go under, you know, because if they all go under, then his bank will go under in a way. Right. So to way to look at it. So we all have to we're reprogramming what we've known up to this point, and we're kind of setting a new foundation for what's next. Anyway, do you want to move on to the next? Yeah, well, just I wanted to talk briefly about asking for help during this time. I know that, you know, we've talked about asking for help a lot. It's a huge topic in my book, Do Less. It remains a huge topic in the book with the rewrite and with the new paperback, which P.S. you can get over at knorthrop.com forward slash book. And there are some great bonuses over there. And it is now for ambitious women instead of for busy moms. And this topic of asking for help, I know for those of us who were raised to believe that being capable and doing things on your own and not needing to lean on anyone, like there's really a lot of that in the ethos in a lot of different cultures. I've heard those very, you know, I've heard about this sort of belief in needing to do everything ourselves and not depend on anybody from people who are immigrants. I've heard it from people who kind of grew up with the Puritan work ethic from folks in the Midwest, like from people from all over the world, all different kinds of people. I've heard a very similar thing, which is if I ask, like, it's hard. I can't ask for help because I'm inconveniencing somebody. I'm being selfish. It means I'm not capable. There's like so many different layers of why asking for help is hard. And I'm not going to get into all the different layers right now, but I will say that in a culture where we have been taught to believe that what we do is how we create our value and how we prove our worth, then of course it would be challenging for you to ask for help. And so in this time of quarantine, I would say it's more important than ever for us to not only lean on our neighbors and friends and community, but also be there for them because we are all so interconnected. And I think this moment is showing us that even more clearly. And so I'm going to encourage you to reach out and ask for people to, you know, if you're feeling sick and you can't leave the house and you need groceries ask somebody to help you with that. I know for me personally, now that I'm feeling better, if I knew I had a neighbor who wasn't feeling well and I could help them in any way, I would be so thrilled to do it, especially at a time like this when some people are crawling out of their skin, helping another human, you know, that, that 
wonderful quote, when you're feeling helpless, help someone is so true. Like if you are struggling, it's a great time to think about who you could support and how you could help them. Could you throw some internet traffic their way, but you know, by sharing about something they're doing in your Instagram story, could you offer to pick up groceries for them? Could you like my stepmom? could you offer to read to their child over FaceTime so that you give the parents a break for 30 minutes or like Rachel Cargill is doing story hour every day at 3 PM on her Instagram story live. Penelope and Ruby and I attended story hour on Rachel Cargill's Instagram live today. It was fabulous. And it was like some, it's a way that she is supporting parents who have kids home from her, wherever she is in Ohio. So just thinking about like, how can we not only ask for help, but how can we be the helpers not to take on responsibility? That's not yours, but really, I think that in this moment, We are being asked and called to look at the we instead of the me and how can we be of service. But then also, if you actually need help, which we all do, P.S., asking your partner for 30 minutes in the morning so you can do your meditation and set yourself up for the day or do your workout or whatever it is that you need in order to be the best version of yourself that you can be during this time, which PS, like, I don't think you need to set the bar very high. I'm not trying to say like reinvent your whole self. I'm just trying to say like, you know, you got to show up and feed your kids (laughs) and do, you know, do those things. And like, what is it that you need during this time? A clear ask is going to get you so much further than resenting somebody for not anticipating what it is you need if you aren't even willing to ask them for what that is. So that first means identifying what that would be for you. Like, what is it that you actually need? When do you feel, ask yourself, when do you feel your best? How can you infuse some of that in this particular moment in your life? And then asking for how you could have that need met. And, you know, I really want to encourage you to think outside the box and get creative here. You know, Even in your business, you might think of creative solutions where you could be a helper. For example, one of our other clients, Gigi, launched an online dance program because she teaches dance to young pre-professional dancers and all of her conventions were canceled. And so she launched her online program. It went like gangbusters. And now there's a local studio where she used to fly up and teach that has said, hey, we love your dance program. We want to offer it to all 65 of the dancers at our studio. So she's able to help them out because they're scrambling, trying to figure out how to even run an online dance program. And they don't have the They don't know how to do it. So they're like, oh, great, you're doing it. Let's partner up on that. So now is the time to really come together and think of solutions and be willing to stop defining your worth by what you do. And when you do that, it gets so much easier to ask for help because you no longer feel like a schlub for not being able to do everything yourself, which none of us are capable of doing. Do you have anything you want to add? I think you covered a lot of it. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, this a lot of it comes back to, especially the home front. So if you have to be somebody who is at home all the time with their children before this, and then now you have somebody else living with you that used to go to work, it might be beneficial to start asking for help at home. Because there's that little graphic going around about the stress of motherhood, of homeschooling and keeping everything and feeding everyone and keeping everything set. Because we are well aware that women still... You know, we want equal pay in the workplace. Today's actual equal pay day. Oh, equal pay day. Which means that women have to work until March 31st every year. And then today is the day that we start earning for the rest of the year to make equal pay as men. So it's as though those first three months didn't count. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's the same. Tiffany, who who did we interview on our podcast? Dufu. Dufu. For someone who I was thinking, Duru, that's who our Tracy Duru, Tiffany Dufu talks about in her book about balancing out the structure at home and and her book drop the ball, drop the ball, yes, and asking, you know, it's getting clear on what the responsibilities are when it comes to the home front as well. Yeah, and maybe even make a chart. Yeah, you know, make a list of everything that needs to get done during this time on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, and then just divide it up. I mean, that's really one of the clearest ways you can do it. It's not like anything's going to be different tomorrow. We're doing the same thing today at this point with everybody being isolated at home that we were 
three days ago. Like I'm still at home. I go out to like get groceries or get gas in the car or something. You know, there's not anything tremendously crazy is changing. We're not traveling. We're not getting on airplanes, you know, for the most part, you know, some people still might be, but most of us are not. So I think it's, this is a time where we could create that structure. It's actually help more helpful too. It's actually a really good time to, to renegotiate responsibilities yeah. in a partnership. Yeah. It's actually a really good time because our whole routine just got thrown on its head. So like, let's shake it out a new way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if substance and addiction and abuse and all of, or not abuse, but like, yeah, substance abuse is a thing and being sober is something that's new for you and you're struggling with that. There are a lot of online communities that are popping up to reach out. Why are you looking like that? <laughs> that. I, this is such an important message, but it seems like such a floater. How is that connected to what we were talking Asking about? Asking for help. Oh, it's all connected. Oh, good. Yeah. So come on, keep up. <laughs> the and so it's we were talking about household logistics, and then suddenly you were talking about. Well, um, I think we we that was a period. We ended meetings. with that. We're on to a new paragraph. <laughs> Got it. So it's just like is to make sure you're asking for help from those standpoints as well, because Laura McCallan I know is is having sessions every almost every day i think five five or six days a week on instagram and so you can join those or communities somehow you can get connected with those and then i know a lot of local probably aa groups or meetings or i think there are a lot there, of 12 there's step a meetings lot on the phone. of 12 step meetings that you can get and tap into whether you went to like an aa or al-anon al-anon i think would be particularly useful for folks right now who are feeling sort of the pangs of responsibility for people in their lives and the world. Yeah. So you can definitely reach out to those as well. And that can be helpful to just tap in to seek extra help as well during this time. So yeah. And this stuff will keep popping up like as, as organizations and businesses are, they're adapting to change in itself. So they'll keep popping up and to do these type of things and don't feel bad about, you know, you might run a company like this as well and think I have to do it for free. And that's not true you know, you can still charge for things, yeah. you know? And so think back to like, what is raw told me this a couple of weeks ago. And we've mentioned this previously, but like what feels good to be free and what feels good for a fee. So you can give away things for free if you, you feel like that. And you can also charge things for a fee, right? So it's like to just decide what that feels like for you as well. Cause if we're giving away everything for free, it's going to, we're going to be exhausted and burn out and not showing up. And people and, won't get the results. Exactly. So, okay. Great. Well, thanks so much for listening in. We are just sending you so much love and we just stand with you in navigating the weirdness of this time. And somebody reminded me today, which was so useful. I hope it's useful to you that at some point this will be over. And I was like, that is just the most helpful thing you could say. So I'm just going to say it to yeah. you. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> hey there. Do Less has been fully revised and updated with a brand new subtitle, which is a revolutionary approach to time and energy management for ambitious women. You can now pre-order this paperback version, which will be out April 7th. But when you pre-order it, by April 6th, you will get access to a four-week virtual live book club with me, the author. So all you need to do is go over to katenorthup.com forward slash book. You also get five other incredible bonuses, but that's how you can pre-order and get in on the book club, katenorthup.com forward slash book.